For everyday women and those in communities where topics regarding mental health are stigmatized, dismissed, and taboo, welcome to the Soul Care Garden Podcast. I'm your host, Tamika Marvia, and I'm so glad to have you here. This podcast is a safe and intentional space for Black women to navigate their feelings and experiences. It allows us to enjoy our Blackness and bask in the essence of it. Here, I create a space to discuss and bring awareness to matters concerning mental health, mindset, self-care, spirituality, and wellness. We'll be having real conversations that surpass the surface and get to the root of what really matters, connect more authentically, and show up as we are. Hello, lovelies, and thank you so much for joining me and tuning in. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're new around these parts, welcome. So glad to have you here. As always, you're listening to the Soul Care Garden Podcast, and I'm your host, Tamika Marvia. So how are you guys? I know it's been a while since I recorded. Um, I hope you guys are just doing well and taking care of yourself and being safe in the midst of this pandemic because guys it's still a pandemic and I'm definitely proof of that I've had a little bit not a little bit I'm not gonna front I had exposure to COVID so as a result I'm self-isolating and that's part of the big reason why I've been MIA figuring things out had symptoms all of that I'm starting to feel a lot better and do really great mentally so I just wanted to share a few things that I've been thinking about for a while change is something that is always going to happen in our lives and learning how to navigate that change whether we wanted it or not is extremely important for moving on and change as big or small or however we may perceive it it definitely has a big impact on sometimes different aspects of ourselves, and we don't normally realize it at that moment something I started to realize is I wanted to be more present and experience things and remember things in that moment, remember them for what they are outside of, you know, my writings and things that I document, videos and photos that I take. I really want to truly experience it and just bask in the essence of presence. Just stay there and feel good with that. So I've been reflecting and digging deep and, you know, I got really lost in introspection and really lost in, you know, figuring everything out for myself. I've always been a very introspective kind of person, but I'm starting to realize, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm learning more things about myself and it is such a beautiful process. I definitely, you know, encourage other people to self-reflect as well because it's an important tool for growth. But when I started to look at myself, I started to really physically and I started to really mentally examine past relationships and present relationships I'm having with other people and maybe how I've shown up and maybe how they've shown up and something that I realized was a big kind of red flag or a big issue or a common theme or pattern in these relationships was self-awareness. How I really want to get into this topic is explaining to you guys the importance of self-awareness, identifying you know a lack of self-awareness how to gain self-awareness, and then, you know, how to make it sustainable pretty much. Sustainable to the point where it's not only a lifestyle, but it's something that you do effortlessly. So let's take a look on what self-awareness is. 
self-awareness is the ability to see ourselves clearly, to know our identity by truly understanding who we are, not just who we think we are, but truly understand who we are and how other people see us. Self-awareness is so important with discovering our identities, identifying our emotions, why we feel a certain kind of way, where these emotions stem from, and how these patterns may be affecting our choices and our behaviors is not only essential for ourselves, but it's also essential for how we show up in the world. I truly believe that you know being yourself is such a gift. Even if you have some self-doubt, being authentic requires some self-awareness and the world really does need more uniqueness and more authenticity and sometimes getting to that end point of authenticity can be hard especially when there's doubt insecurity uncertainty and confusion just about who you are who you represent and yourself in general and this is why self-awareness is just so important As I was coming up with this idea for this episode, when I was researching, I actually saw that studies show that people who are more self-aware tend to have a really fulfilled life in their relationships, their career, their personal endeavors, even their family systems. I found that really intriguing and I wanted to research a little bit more of like why people who are more self-aware, um, feel more fulfilled at the end of the day and are more fulfilled, they tend to, you know, be more honest and authentic with who they are and their morals, things of that nature, what they will take, what they won't take. It was just really interesting looking at some of the data. So let's talk, let's talk about the signs of lack of self-awareness. I want to start off by saying if you're currently dealing with someone who isn't self-aware or someone who doesn't participate in self-reflection as often as they probably should, try not to take their words or their actions to heart at the end of the day. Trust that you know yourself enough to make the best choices for yourself and know that you have the choice on how much of your energy you decide to give out to other people. So let's look at some of these signs of lack of self-awareness. So a person that doesn't have self-awareness, instead of addressing issues, they tend to project them onto other people. This may come off as being extremely judgmental, condescending, rude, aggressive, or you know even bully-like at times. And when I think of this, number one, this first sign, I always think about my experience I had at a specific workplace and I know that this shows up for people in the workplace a lot when there is like these kind of malicious behaviors that are occurring with no you know context of to why or no reason for it to occur in the first place it is a lot to deal with but you'll see in like the little small patterns that start occurring and this doesn't have to just be specifically work relations related it could also be in like family systems and your friends or you know it's interesting to just look at that but you'll see them project their issues onto other people number two is somebody who lacks self-awareness tends to be very defensive over minor things or minor circumstances 
have you ever dealt with someone and all of a sudden this person is blowing up at you for the smallest thing that you wouldn't have even guessed was probably an issue? I'm not saying that all the time they're, you know, not self-aware, but this is definitely an example of lacking self-awareness. Somebody that is just extremely defensive all the time, high guard, and just explosive and ready to go anytime. The third sign shows up as micromanaging the tiniest of tasks while ignoring or giving less attention to things that actually matter, like the bigger issue. So somebody that puts way too much effort, not just being detail-oriented, but being very micromanaging. We all don't like micromanagers, but yeah, that is a part of the issue. The fourth sign is passive aggressiveness. This trait displays hostility, especially when talking about communication. People that are passive aggressive tend to avoid direct communication and they don't really state what's bothering you. So you can be engaging with someone and you think things from your end are completely okay, but on their end, instead of directly communicating with you what the issue is, you know, they may be feeling hurt usually or upset usually. And instead of outwardly talking about it or giving some type of hint, they lock that emotion up, they stay silent. The things seem to be good on the surface, but then the little things start and you're wondering, where is this hostility coming from? Why are you being passive aggressive? What's really bothering you? The last sign of lacking self-awareness is actually the lack of accountability. So not understanding how your behavior could impact somebody else. I know a lot of times when we're in friendships or relationships even, or have you know, just cordial relationships here and there, acquaintance, whatever. Um, Lacking accountability is a huge pack and can ruin relationships because if you're not able to see how you impact someone, that's a big issue. You have to be able to see how your behavior contributed to a situation just as much as you're willing to see that somebody else's behavior also played a role. So this trait really shows up as deflecting. The person who's lacking the self-awareness will deflect from themselves. They'll try to shift the blame. They'll make excuses for the behavior, but never take full accountability. A lot of times it looks like playing the victim or just blaming or making excuses. So with that being said, of the examples, you can see why self-awareness is definitely important. So gaining self-awareness is a process. It's not something that will happen overnight, but it is possible. And it will take you integrating these techniques into your everyday life. And I hope you find one of them that you do like. So the first example I have of how to gain self-awareness is I really encourage you to look at yourself objectively without the feelings, without the opinion of who you think you are. Just look at yourself objectively and ask trusted and close people around you of what patterns you're perceiving or what patterns you're projecting or demonstrating in life really matches up to what your observations of yourself are. Sometimes, a lot of times, people aren't going to have a hundred percent of a 
real understanding of who we are at a surface level. Um, especially if you guys aren't close, I'm saying go to people that actually know you. It could even be family. It can really be friends, family, associates, people who know you and have a relationship or have a working relationship with you. This is important because, you know, our opinions of ourselves can definitely differ from other people's opinions. Not to say to prioritize one over the other, but just so it's more objective and you have a, di- a dynamic example of what are the observations that are being you know, consistent about you, whether they're good or bad, it's still constructive. It's still constructive. Number two is self-reflect more often, write down your goals and review them. Also keep a journal. So this is something I practice and it's really great for self-development with writing what you want down and actually reviewing them. So you stay on top of your targets and your goals and that you're actually making the best choices that represent where you're trying to go. Keeping a journal, that aspect of you know daily journaling or weekly journaling, whether that's to clear your mind or whether that's to get a sense of what's going on, when you start journaling over a period of time, you'll start to see different cycles or patterns. You'll start to connect dots here and there of what is really going on. So definitely get yourself a journal. Number three is practice a form of mindfulness. So if this is the first time you're hearing about mindfulness, mindfulness really allows you just to be present. Just to be present in the moment without judgment and without judging that moment with just really embracing it and just basking in that. So I found in the past that a lot of my lack of self-awareness stemmed from having too many things on my mind, running on autopilot. Sometimes if you're busy, you're distracted, you're going through things that kind of takes, you know, takes out of the presence that you should be feeling. But what mindfulness does a beautiful job is of really taking it back to the essence of not judging it and just allowing it to be. So although there's many types of mindfulness and mindfulness meditations, the few that I decided to include in this episode is breathing meditation, body scan, observing thought meditation, love and kindness meditation. So these four ones are really great. Um, I know a lot of people think when they hear meditation, they hear like, you know, they probably imagine somebody, you know, taking deep breaths in, like deep breath in, hold, let exhale. So that is a form of um, meditation. And it's definitely, I feel a very popular one that people practice, but Breathing meditation allows you to focus your attention on the sensations of your breath and the flow and the rhythm of that. A next one, body scan, is a practice that pretty much where you lay down or you really just sit and you observe your body and you tune into each part from your head to your toe and you really try to identify the different sensations and what you're feeling in those aspects or those parts of your body. Observing thought meditation is something really life-changing, I think, in my personal opinion. This is a practice that teaches you to notice your thoughts as they arrive and label them. And an example would be like, 
if you're trying to reach a certain goal and you have a limiting belief of like, oh no, I can't hit that goal, you know, that's one example. Whether the thought may be positive or the thought may be negative, you don't want to get stuck in the loop of thinking that thought. What you want to do pretty much is just observe it and let it be. Something that I find very helpful when I have thoughts that are unpleasant is thank you for sharing. I just, when I have a thought and I'm like, yo, where, where is this thought going? Why is it so negative? If you go down that rabbit hole, you get, you tend to get in a little mind trap. So normally I just say, thank you for sharing and leave it at that and keep it moving. The last one that I mentioned for mindfulness is the loving kindness meditation. And this meditation is really designed to foster those positive feelings of love and care and I think it's really great and it's a radical it's kind of a part of radical self-love and it really gives you a deeper understanding of yourself I really encourage you guys if you take anything from this podcast look at some of the techniques in terms of the mindfulness meditations you may just come out you know feeling a little bit different because we all know that like you know, deeper healing and an understanding of yourself is needed for self-awareness. So number five, number five is grounding yourself. This is a technique that connects you energetically to the earth. So it allows you to become more authentic in your body, more aware, and just present in the moment. There's a lot of different ways to ground yourself. I know some people do physical grounding where they actually, you know, meditate outside and they just take off their shoes and like, I guess, uh, they just try to connect their feet with the earth. Um, You can even do it on a blanket or on grass. Like right now, there's you know, summertime, so you can have picnics. If you're not someone that, that likes to get dirty or who doesn't want to physically put your feet out, that's okay. There's tons of different uh, grounding techniques. One technique that are, is pretty popular that actually I find helpful is the 5-4-3-2-1 technique. And that technique is so cool because It starts off by really just getting you to calm down. Like this technique is really here to help you turn, you know, your thoughts away from, you know, memories or worries or anything that's taking you away from the present moment. And this is really good for people who experience trauma or flashbacks or may have uncomfortable, you know, symptoms of whatever the case may be. So how it goes, I'm going to briefly explain I'm going to briefly explain it is five, four, three, two, one. So five, what are the five things you can see? And you're going to look around and see what, what are the things you're seeing in your environment and then you name them. And then what is the four things you can feel? And these are, and then what are the four things you can feel? This question, you're going to look or notice the sensation, whether it be your clothing, whether it be your body, whether it be like a texture or, you know, different physical qualities that you're feeling in your surrounding at that moment. What are the three things I can hear? So you're going to pay special attention to your surroundings. Do you hear music in the distance? Do you hear birds chirping? Is there a street nearby? Do you hear cars? Like, that's what you want to look for. What are the two things I can smell? This focuses on your, you know, physical sensation, whether it be, you know, outside or inside of your home. 
you're going to look for a scent, a flower, whatever you can smell, like even air freshener, you know, your laundry sheets, whatever you smell, you would say. And then the last one is what is one thing I can taste? And whether you're carrying gum or you have candy or you just ate, you're just going to you know, either put it in your mouth or either just focus on your attention, you know, on those flavors or, you know, if you're imagining eating something, focus your, you're going to focus on that. I find this one to be very helpful, especially because it just does a great job of bringing you back into the moment. And, you know, it helps you be aware of your body and taking, you know, deep, breaths like as you do that you would take some deep breaths if you want to go in and research a little bit more I definitely encourage it there's so many different grounding techniques number six is explore personality testing such as the Myers-Briggs type indicator and there's so many others I really like the MBTI mainly because I, I just find it really interesting And, you know, I found out I'm an INFJ. So if I'm talking and this is sounding like gibberish, you're not understanding, let me just explain. So the Myers-Briggs type indicator test is a type of personality testing where, you know, the findings from the test can help you make better decisions, communicate more effectively, set and achieve goals, help you build stronger relationships. And it does this by categorizing you. So it's an extensive kind of test where you just figure out what your personality is. It even has suggestions of the kind of career paths that you may be interested in, compatibility with other signs, very interesting stuff. It focuses on, you know, introversion versus extroversion, sensing and intuition, feeling or thinking, judging or perceiving. And this is kind of the different categories of how we all navigate life. So give it a try. If you do, let me know what it what you were. I'm an INFJ and I am definitely curious to know your results. The last tip I have on self-awareness is asking what and not why. I find that when I talk to people, a lot of the times they tend to question why. Why did this happen to me? Why is this going on? Why didn't it happen like this? And when we focus on the why and how destructive, why doesn't really offer a reason. We may think in the moment it offers a reason, but whys tend to leave us down more of a rabbit hole. They're definitely self-aware skills, you know, that exist. But just for the sake of this ending, I want to specifically discuss the notion of self-awareness being more solution-based and not problem-based. Like I said, why we can go down a whole rabbit hole and really focus on the problem instead of focusing on solutions. So an example of this would be like, what is this teaching me? What does your ideal version of you look like? What would help you get the most out of your life? What do you admire about yourself? What don't you admire about yourself? What are the most important requirements for your job satisfaction? What are your boundaries? What are your non-negotiables when it comes to other people? What is your purpose? These are kind of questions that allow us to kind of have a more solution focused and it allows us to dig a lot deeper and more insightful than focusing on the why so i just want to thank you so much for joining me 
I hope you were able to learn a few things, resonate with a few things. Make sure to share the podcast with your friends, rate, subscribe, and leave a review. If you have a review and you actually decided to take the personality test, comment your personality type below. I'm really interested to see what other people are that are going to be a part of this community. And thank you so much for listening. Until next time, lots of light and love. And bye, guys.